0: Hey, welcome. I'm your host, Abby Cisco, and you're listening to PR Pop. If you're here right now, I'm assuming you also consume other sorts of media. So you've probably seen a content creator controversy or celebrity mishap. But what is actually happening when something goes wrong? When celebrities delete all their photos with that one friend or content creator makes an apology video. Join me and my guests as we talk about the wild, complex, and sometimes funny intersection between public relations and pop culture. Okay, welcome guys. This is PR Pop with Abby Sisko, and today our guest is one of my classmates and friends. Uh, Emerson, can you kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Hi, I'm
1: Emerson Courtney. I'm a sophomore at Anderson University, um, and I'm majoring in public relations and digital media, and I also have a minor in human resource management. And I'm very excited to be on the podcast today. Yeah, It's cool, coming at it from a different perspective.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too, and you're... You're coming all at the bases. yeah. Um, And so hopefully today, Courtney will be able to give a little bit of a HR perspective in our topic today, which is the newly released information about Ned Fulmer. Um, If you don't know who Ned Fulmer is, it doesn't ring a bell. He is the fourth member of the Try Guys. So the Try Guys started about four years ago, and they actually separated from BuzzFeed to make their own channel. But it's recently come out that... Ned Fulmore has cheated on his wife. Uh, first it came out with photos and then allegations, and then later it was firmed soon after. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so, Emerson, what do you know so far about the situation? Have you heard of it? Like, did you hear about it when it came, first released and came out?
1: No, like, I actually didn't hear of it. Um, I don't really follow the Try Guys. Um <laughs> like that's something silly I would have watched in, like, high school or middle school. Yeah. But I'm not, like, up on the times with everything. But, um, like, after you mentioned it to me, I did a little research into it. Um, and it's just kind of shocking. Um, like, everything that yeah. happens, like, that happens all the time. But for it to be so in the public eye is right. just, like, I can imagine very hard for um, all the other guys and just for Ned's family mm-hmm. um, just to have to deal with that in and of itself is hard, but especially when people are criticizing
0: and watching. Right, so. definitely. So we'll kind of give you a rundown on what kind of happened. So in this situation, we're dealing with Ned Fulmer, um, and he cheated on his wife, Ariel, um, who also has been in Try Guys videos, and I mm-hmm. think she also has a podcast on her own yes. with the other wives. Um, of the Try Guys, and I think she has a podcast with him as well about parenting. Oh, ironically. really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's a big bummer. Yeah, that's not gonna turn out very well afterwards, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, so Ned Fulmer cheated on his wife Ariel with actually Try Guys associate producer uh, Alexandria, or also known by Alex. Um, so photos were released. Um, it came out. It really happened so fast, and the Try Guys made it clear that they were just as surprised as you know their audience and their fan base was. Um, and they, we'll talk about later, the statement that they put out for that. But you know, as it was coming out, and as the news was coming out, you see that Ned he blocks all comments on his Instagram. Um, Alexandria's fiance, um, who she's been with for ten years. Uh, deletes all photos of her on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariel takes out Ned's wife out of her Instagram bio, like multiple things. And so we see this a lot, I think, when these kind of content creator controversies happen where wow. people uh, side with certain people on Twitter, people like, people unfollow. Um, how do you think that this, like, this method of coveting ties, how do you think this affects? Uh, the people involved in their, like, reputation.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that people are very, like, they pay attention. They're like, oh, these two people aren't following each other anymore. Like, something must have happened between them. Mm -hmm. Or the Instagram bio changed, or they're not liking each other's posts. And I've definitely seen things before where it's like, they haven't liked their posts since October of last Mm -hmm. year and, like, things like that, which make it seem like the drama's been going on long before it maybe even happened and, like, Maybe they just haven't had Instagram for a year. Like, you just never know. Um, But people definitely pick everything apart like that. Um, But they could also be doing those things just for their own privacy. Yeah. Just so, like, when people look at it and they're like, oh, that's awkward. They still have pictures up together. It's like, okay, well, they don't, they remove the pictures just so it's like, if they are going to stay together, then um, it's just for their own private relationship and they don't want to be as much in the public eye because they're already so much in the public eye just from this whole controversy happening.
0: Right. And that kind of just gets into the question I was going to ask next, which was, you know, is this appropriate? Are these appropriate measures? Like, should influencers when they go through this kind of situation should they block comments do you think that's appropriate for them do you think that they should allow that so that Mm. people can speak freely about it do you have any thoughts about that
1: um I definitely think obviously to an extent there's like a freedom of speech on social media Mm. um but a lot of influencers do this already they have like keywords that they block Mm. um so like more of the negative comments don't pop up Um, because that can really affect um, a person's self-esteem and just uh, affect like how they even view the situation themselves because if if they're constantly seeing that negative negativity um, like that just can't be good for someone to be reading all the time so I definitely think it's appropriate to like he probably blocked all comments on his Instagram Mm -hmm. um, instead of just some like right whenever you go through and pick and choose and read them and delete them like that's Um, that's an interesting thing. And I think for a personal account, it's a lot different than if it was like the business account. Um, Mm. for that, I feel like it would be more appropriate to leave those comments. Um, but for the personal account, I definitely would see why you wouldn't want to have that like popping up on your phone every two seconds. Um, I definitely would block it if it was me. Um, I wouldn't want to be seeing all of that all the time. So, I think because it is his personal Instagram account, like, that just makes perfect sense to me. Um, But, like, I know for other accounts, like, that wouldn't be an appropriate thing. Because then people would be like, oh,
0: they're avoiding this conflict. Right. No, yeah, and I think that makes a good point. Because if he had left comments open, and then chose to take out specific ones, that probably would have looked pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it would look like he's trying to just like hyper manage his reputation through yeah. the comments, um, make himself look better. Right, right. In a way that isn't actually honest. Um, but yeah, and I don't and that didn't happen with, like you said, like the company, uh, they kept comments open, and it didn't stop people from talking about it. So it really... Right like you can tell it that, that wasn't an issue. Um and I think it's it's appropriate. I'm sure that like content influencers, content creators, influencers, they have to struggle between that like real life daily life, you know, and work balance that's like on public display, like you yeah. said. So definitely I think I think that's fine that he like oh, yeah. took that like that he made that took that step to you know, take out the comments because it mm. is. It, you know, we have to remember we're talking about real people, yeah, <laughs> who have feelings. And even though he did something wrong, uh, it doesn't. We won't don't want to give an outlet to for more hate. I think.
1: And also, if I was Alexandra's fiance, I would definitely remove pictures of us because, you know, people are gonna be trying to find who it who he is and mm-hmm. like. I wouldn't want that unnecessary attention drawn to myself because I'd just be trying to deal with the fact that she even cheated on me in the first place. Right. You know, just aside from the public eye. Right. Um, And so I would definitely try to cut those public ties, not necessarily like in private, but just so Mm -hmm. people aren't like pulling out, oh, here's all these pictures of them together to be later used in Mm -hmm. media.
0: Right, because like we said, like people are super nitpicky. Like fans and other con, like other creators on the internet that like are into controversy and that kind of thing. They like, they'll go way back, like years back, and pull oh, like yeah. footage and text messages, and it's insane. Like that, that's the thing, but it is the thing, mm-hmm. and that's something you have to think about. Right, and so people like to pick that apart, and it's like it's a it's its own little niche thing, and so. That's something you have to definitely consider when you're dealing with a crisis that like, you know, not just what you put out there is going to be on display, but everything in the past and everything anyone else has Mm -hmm. like ever collaborated with you on and that kind of thing. So the Try Guys also have a podcast and they wanted to kind of initially respond as soon as this information came out. So they said in a tweet that they wanted to take some time to formulate our thoughts before Mm -hmm. recording the episode. They also just said, thanks for being patient. One little funny thing about this, I mean, obviously the situation's rough, but this reminds me of, like, do you ever, like, send a text to somebody and you're like, thanks for understanding, but, like, Mm -hmm. you don't know if they, like, are being understanding, you're just saying it ahead of time (laughs) so that you, like, hope that they will be because you said it.
1: Yeah, or, like, thank you so much for your help, (laughs) and they, like, you're just begging them to help you (laughs) in the email, you know? (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah. but I think, like, and we'll get into this later, but I think they have a pretty good relationship with their fans, so I don't think that like came across bad at all and because probably the case was is that their fans probably weren't super patient they're probably respectful but you know people are already posting and talking about this people are it.
1: curious mm-hmm. like what's happening like why isn't ned in all the videos anymore you right know. right
0: um and i think it was appropriate that they said you know we need time to formulate our thoughts that's like you know they address the situation mm-hmm. but and they legally might not have been able to say anything neither yeah.
1: at that point Right. Um, just like dealing with um, HR and PR professionals,
0: right? Because like the first thing you want to do when you have a PR crisis is like find out the facts first. Because you never want to like like attribute blame to someone and then find out later that that wasn't the case. Like that's yeah. like that's just like puts a whole another layer of like PR disaster to it. That does happen,
1: right? Because then you have to backtrack and cover what you already said that wasn't true. And right, exactly.
0: They also said on Instagram that. Uh, you know, they made a statement. It says, Neb Filmore is no longer working with the Tri Guys as a result of a thorough review. We do not see a path forward together. We thank you for your support as we navigate this change. Um, and then we'll also go into another statement that they came out later, and it's actually a longer video. Um, and the video is titled, what Happened, which I think is a pretty good title because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is that people are going to Google Try Guys, Ned Filmer, What Happened, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just like immediately word for word. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a good. That's uh, just a little bit of like how
1: they are professionals. Mm. They know what they're doing um, and they knew exactly what people were going to search mm. and they decided to name their video that instead of something like clickbaity, like they just actually genuinely said what happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So in the video, they confirmed that, you know, Ned was no longer with the Try Guys. Um, They kind of explained more of the situation. They said, you know, we're working with PR, we're working with HR, um, we're working with lawyers. Um, And it seems, and I want to hear your input. Mm -hmm. To me, it seemed that it was like, planned and scripted. You know, it seemed like they knew exactly what they were going to say, but it didn't seem in a way that it was just like, oh, I just have to read off this apology. Right. It felt like sincere, like you can tell in their voice, like Eugene even like had to take like a pause um before speaking again just to collect thoughts. Um yeah. so I think they were strategic in the way that they made that statement, but it's still, it didn't come off in a way that was fake. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was very different to me from like, I'm sure you've seen like those apology videos and like people are talking very like casually to the camera and they're like crying in tears and like, you know, they're in their home and something like that. And that, like that, it felt very different from this. Um, So yeah, do you have any like thoughts about how they went about filming that, that like statement video?
1: Yeah, um, it was interesting because I would agree with you that it seemed scripted, but it was like because they each took turns. So, like, Eugene would talk for a little bit, and then, like, Zach would say something, and then it would go to Keith, and then they would go, like, back and forth and kind of bounce around. Um, So, it seemed like they had very much planned what they were going to say and who was going to say it based on, like, what their reaction would be because each of them very clearly in the video felt a different a different way about the situation because um, they're like losing one of their friends and coworkers, colleagues
0: mm-hmm. like
1: someone they've built a company with um and like I can imagine that that was uh, like really hard and so they had to split it up and like okay, I'm okay to talk about this part and I'm okay to talk about this part, but not this
0: part, you know? And I should mention too that Ned, he, in the Try Guys, he's known to be the family guy. He's known Mm -hmm. to always talk about his wife. Mm -hmm. But what's happened now is that videos are coming out that says like videos from Try Guys that didn't age well because of Ned Fulmer. um, is because he's talking about his wife and now it's like not, you know, it seems, you know, doesn't hold any value anymore. Uh, because Mm -hmm. of what happened so and that just definitely did not play in his favor
1: and they definitely mentioned that in the video too which was really interesting of how like their decision to remove Ned from the company is costing them money because Mm -hmm. they had things they had already filmed that they were going to put out and then they're choosing not to put that out anymore because they don't want content um that involves him anymore um and so it's losing it's making them lose quite a bit of money, but um, it's interesting that, like, unlike, uh, I feel like a lot of other people would be like, oh, well, he's my friend. I'm going to defend him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: everything like that. They're actually using integrity, right. and they're, like, sticking to what they know is morally right, and they're going with that and saying, like, hey, like, we don't tolerate this behavior, and, like, mm-hmm. even though he has been our friend from, for 10 years, and we worked at BuzzFeed together, um, we are not allowing this to continue, and we're doing the hard thing and cutting him out of our company, even though it's costing them money and, uh, like, a relationship and, you know, so many things, um, so many ideas I'm sure they had planned involving him that they
0: just can't do anymore. Right, exactly, and they even talked about that. They said, you know, there's going to be videos that they had pre-recorded before that and that they're going to try to, like, edit him out of, Um But they also had like brand deals with like contracts with other people that they can't really change that. So that's just going to like Keith said, he's like, yeah, you're going to see content with Ned and you're going to be like, whoa, that's weird. And he's like, yeah, that is weird. Um, And And you have to do that. Yeah, because they they have to post it. (laughs) Yeah, they made a contract and they agreed to it. So Um, that's an unfortunate result. But I think they handled it so quickly too and they Mm -hmm. cleared the facts really quickly and they got ahead of the questions that hopefully that shouldn't cause too much like damage their reputation later Mm -hmm. and it's really like Try Guys has done really well um it's really like when we're talking about this crisis we're more so talking about like Ned Fulmer as having a crisis um because although you know Ned Fulmer is a part of Try Guys he acted separately And Mm -hmm. I think we mentioned this, you know, he acted on his own. um, And so it's really the pressure is just like on him.
1: And the way they recovered it has been pretty good. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be like a short video, but. Yeah. So like, that's how they chose.
0: Right. I think it covered all the details. So it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say the say Ned's response to this so he said family should ha- always have been my priority but I lost my focus and had a consensual workplace relationship I'm sorry for any pain that my actions have caused to the guys and the fans but most of all to Ariel the only thing that matters right now is my marriage and my children mm-hmm. and that's where I'm going to focus my attention and he has been since like paparazzi or whatever caught him and asked him you know like what's, what's going on and they just responded him and Ariel uh, responded with working on working it out Mm-hmm. is what they said. Um Ariel also responded and you know she just emphasized that you know she thinks like her family is important to her. So, you know, she said nothing is more important to me than Ned and our family. So, you know, she's not totally like given up on that. Um but kind of backtrack a little bit. What kind of like HR what kind of HR things are going through your head right now? How do you think Yeah. What do you, have what have you noticed that HR has helped them with? What do you think they did well? Yeah, go for it.
1: Yeah. So, um, Time Magazine actually um, said, and I'll just quote it, um, they said, Fulmer's situation was different because, as people pointed out, his workplace relationship with a junior employee of the company, of which he is a part owner, Mm. um, inherently features a power imbalance. So, if he's, like, part owner, then he's, like, like one of the most important people in the company. So, Mm -hmm. I think, like, probably the four of them own it, is my guess. Um, And so... If he is having a relationship with a junior employee, um, I know in a lot of companies, if you're going to do that, um, HR just has to know about it in general, Um, like just a relationship in general, say he wasn't married, Mm -hmm. um, but because of where he stands in the company, like that's something that HR would have to be made aware of. And so for the fact that one, they didn't know about it, and two, it was an affair Mm -hmm. is just completely inappropriate and so you mentioned about how she wasn't fired but he was right um and that's because just lo- diving into hr a little bit because he is the one that was um like part owner and had more authority in the company whereas she was just a junior level um employee which i'm still she sure she's still important but right. like not an owner the power imbalance um is quite a lot and mm-hmm. so for her she's kind of more safe but for him like that's also really embarrassing for him because that's someone that he should never have been able to have a relationship with in the first place um and they probably would have had to gone through like a little bit of red tape if they had wanted to have a relationship um, right. if she wasn't engaged and he wasn't married <laughs> yeah. in the first place because I don't know how their company works, but say he's her boss, like, that's a serious issue. Yeah. Because she wouldn't be able to, you know, go to him for certain things. Um, he wouldn't be able to give her, like, evaluations on her work. Mm. Like, certain things. She'd have to go to someone else if he was her direct boss. But I don't know right. if that was the case. But I just do know um, that that's kind of how that works in a lot of companies.
0: Right. I see. So it would give her just, like, if it wasn't reported and if they, you know, if they kept to. A- under wraps like they did Mm -hmm. it possibly gave her maybe like an advantage within the company like an unfair advantage yeah, um, because of a romantic relationship and this Mm -hmm. wasn't just like a one time hookup like they admitted that this had been going on for a few months and so it was a romantic relationship it wasn't just like a one-nighter right Uh, but I even read somewhere that it's possible that or they kept her on the company too because um, she could if she said anything about it not being a consensual relationship, she could sue. I think try guys. Um Oh, for sure. Yeah, is that does that sound right?
1: That, I definitely think that could be right. Um She could easily, easily yeah. get a lot of money out of it, and he put the company in like a lot of danger, actually. Right. Um, especially by like having an affair with someone within the company who could mm-hmm. easily say like, oh, this wasn't consen- consensual and then it would have to go to court and then like all those things. And if she does sue, then that causes Try Guys to lose a lot of money for something that other guys didn't even know about. Right. Um, and so the fact that he like helped create this thing, this company with them, and then he's going to put it in so much, like in a position to be so, um, like a, such a vulnerable position um, is just mm-hmm. kind of also shocking
0: But, yeah. Okay, so transitioning to what the Try Guys has been up to going forward and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, I thought it was surprising the way they handled it afterwards, like after the statement. So Zach, and I think some of the other Try -try Guys too, um, has posted kind of like funny content about the situation. It's not directed at Ned necessarily. I mean, it's about him. But, like, for example, he posted on his tiktok like a couple like memes mm-hmm. and one of them was like the little like frog you know, like a little chunky frog yeah like picture it's like that and then it's like looking all this merch about to go to goodwill um because i have to rebrand because you like, have to yeah <laughs> um and so that would be so weird i don't think they're gonna go to will but saying that just to say like you know, they're responding with, like, other content, like, with funny content that's related to the situation, which I wouldn't normally expect. I kind of expect them to just move forward, but I don't think, like, none of their fans are, like, upset about it by any means.
1: But I also think that there was that expectation, like, once that, like, here's what happened video came out I think there's that expectation for them to pick up the pieces and move forward and they're known for being funny and they're known for doing really stupid stuff on the internet and so it would be weird if they just like stopped making content and this is just the situation that is applicable right now and so they have to just make light of it yeah
0: and I think it was a good way to segue into just like regular content for the try guys yeah because i think it would, might have been weird if they released like hey this is what happened like really serious tone and then all of a sudden it's just like straight back to normal mm-hmm. i think that would have been kind of weird i think people would have talked about that a lot yeah. but like kind of making light of it and it's not and it's not like i never found any of the content to be super like disrespectful to anybody else yeah i mean they are poking fun at the like situation a little bit like the the video of them screaming like for example they they were like the caption was like what we wanted to say last week or whatever and they just go out in the field and they just like scream their heads off just (laughs) that's all (laughs) um but it was an interesting reaction I feel like I haven't seen other people do that very often um but I think it worked out pretty well for them have you seen this anywhere else like done with any other content creators and do you think it's like a good I like a good approach I've only seen it
1: I can only think of, like, one time, and I don't even remember who it was, but this couple broke up, mm-hmm. um, but they stayed friends, and so then they made, like, funny, like, mm. TikToks afterwards, and they're both now in different relationships, and they still make, because they're still friends, mm. and they still make funny TikToks, and they're like, oh, like, hanging out with my boyfriend and my ex, like, yeah, and, like, it's fine, and, like, so I think, that's the only place I've ever seen it of like someone breaking up and then making light of it instead of being like having this 30 minute sob, like we broke
0: up and then, you know. Right, right. And I think it could have gone south if maybe Ned like responded or like, I don't know, like oh, said yeah. something like negative about it, yeah. but he hasn't because yeah. I think he knows he's in the wrong. Yeah. I
1: think. Because a lot of times that happens where, like, a big influencer makes a video and says, like, this is what happened. Like, here's my, like, like telling my truth. And then right. someone else is, like, like here's my side response the story. video. My side of the story. Like, this is what actually happened. Da, 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 da. So then they keep making YouTube videos, like, fighting back yeah. and forth. And then one person makes an apology video and the other one makes an apology video. But they're still, like, bashing each other in yeah. the apology
0: video. And, like. That's what I normally see. Right. No. But. Exactly. Yeah. So if you have a crisis, uh, in some cases, if everyone's acting mature and is not being extreme, <laughs> extremely hateful. Yeah. And I think you don't have a lot of risk of um, like fans lashing out or if you don't. Also, if you don't have a good reputation in general, I don't mm-hmm. think this of this would have worked well. But I think because they have such a strong fan base, um, that it really turned out fine and i think they their fan base has uh, supported them through it and oh, for sure. Um, like not really There's no hate for, I think, Mm -hmm. for the Try Guys as a company. I didn't
1: see, like, one hateful comment on their, like, this is what happened video. Right. I saw a lot of, like, I don't know you guys, but, like, I'm praying for you, like, or, like, my heart breaks for your loss, like, and a friend and, like, a colleague. And so, like, all of their response has just been positive.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: I feel like they have also been getting a lot of negative attention. But either way... It's still bringing people to their brand and having them watch their videos and things yeah. like that, and so, it, in a twisted way, they're still making money off of the PR. Cycle.
0: Right, right, yeah, and that's fair to say, and I think that's just kind of like how the system is a little bit. Yeah, but they definitely haven't like uh, capitalized that in any way. Right. Um. So I think that was it just well. naturally. right. naturally. Um, but I am curious what you think, like, I think it helps them that they didn't have any serious crises before this, I don't think at least, um, and they have a really, I don't know how to describe their relationship with their fans, but it seems very, like, friendly, family, that kind of thing. Um, from your experience, from your knowledge, how do you think content creators can, Go about earning this level of like trust and commitment with their like from their fans. I
1: think first of all they just um, make. Content that people want to see. And I think that's how people first get interested. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when they grow to learn, like, the personalities of each guy and just like how they're friends and they work together as a team and they do crazy things, um, I think that, like, keeps them watching. But also, they all seem very genuine people, Mm -hmm. like, very, like, kind. Um, Don't put, like, well, except for maybe Ned, but (laughs) don't put, like, a fake persona of who they are on um social media and so I think that's how most content creators just earn like trust um and commitment is because if something does happen it's like oh that's out of their character Mm -hmm. like maybe that's not true or if something happens it's like oh well I know it's not these people's fault it's just this Mm -hmm. one person that we didn't realize he was like that but just because Ned's not in the Try Guys anymore doesn't mean that the rest of the fan base is gonna be like, oh, we're done. Right? Like they still are dedicated to the other three guys and then want to make sure they're okay. And so, right.
0: yeah. And it helps that, and not all content creators may be able to do this, but I think it helps that in addition to having their, you know, their co- their company, um, Try Guys, they each have like individual individual platforms. Yeah. And they're active on it, and you know people follow them and keep up with their lives personally. So they do have like a very yeah, personal like a very personal relationship with their fans. Um, so but that also it definitely helped them I think in this crisis. Like like you said, you know, they're not going to they're not going to stop watching the try guys because mm-hmm. they have they know each each one of them individually. Mm-hmm. So to kind of wrap things up, um, Emerson, I'd love to know if if you were Ned Fulmer's PR person what would you do
1: oh that is a big question um I was definitely just thinking about how he released a statement on Twitter and I feel like that's so informal but I would want to like have a whole like PR statement made Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know how you would release that. Like, say he has a website or something. I don't know. I would mm-hmm. want to put that up there. Mm-hmm. That way it can be accessed by anyone and just say, like, like I understand I was wrong. Like, I'm working on my relationship with my wife and my family. Um, and, like, kind of just say what he said, but kind of in more depth, mm-hmm. more of an, an apology to the fans. Because, um, I feel like, they do kind of deserve that. But still, that's just a... A huge thing for his reputation that he's gonna have to overcome and I think the more proactive he is now mm-hmm. um, the better it'll be for his future
0: I think he, yeah he's not really saying much from what I can tell on the internet like on any platform um he might but I think it's okay because if he turned around too quick he probably wouldn't have gotten a good response yeah um but what could, do you think Ned Fulmer could have a career after this i mean people i mean recovering from a pr crisis is definitely possible that's why pr people exist but like yeah do you think what do you think his career could look like going forward
1: it's gonna look very different that's for sure um yeah i don't like i don't think he would be able to continue obviously like not with the try guys at all um and probably his podcast with his wife that would probably not be happening anymore. And just like a lot of business ventures that he was in. Like I think he had income from multiple streams. Mm -hmm. Um, so hopefully he has enough saved, you know, to like take care of now. Um, but also, he still has all those skills. He still knows how to make a podcast. He still is a a good host, a good entertainer. He can still probably edit videos and do all of those things. So even if it looks like freelancing work in the future or working just for a regular company, just using those skills he has where he's not in the public eye, and he just is like, oh, well, I know how to edit videos. I'm like, I can go do this and go work for so-and-so. Like, it might be hard for someone to hire him, but I do think that he's still a valuable asset to anyone who would want to because he still knows what he's doing. But I feel like it could just be difficult to find someone who's willing to take the risk and be like, oh, so-and-so hired
0: Ned Fulmer, mm,
1: you know? Yeah take the risk and be like, oh, yeah, he's working for my company, you know.
0: Because that could be, you know, a company that that could hire him in the future probably has to think about that. Depending on the company, they might be, okay, this guy's in this once. Could he possibly cause another PR crisis for us? And I'm sure, like, as an HR person, you probably have thought about that too. Yeah. Um, You have
1: to look at that. Yeah. When you're hiring people. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. background checks exist.
0: Yeah. (laughs) um so I'm really curious to see what the future for Ned Fulmer looks like if it's in the public eye if it's on like kind of a digital media kind of area or if it's something else completely um but yeah what you can learn from this is don't cheat on your spouse don't put others in danger or I say danger don't put your company in danger of lawsuit and money loss and live your life with integrity yeah man whether that
1: means your own personal life or if you have to call a friend out publicly
0: ask for help talk to hr talk to pr um (laughs) talk to us (laughs) we'll help you (laughs) the best of our ability um all right thanks so much emerson for coming on the podcast letting me be on it was so fun of course i had such a fun time um any final words (laughs) (laughs)
1: no I just really love um your podcast idea and what you're doing and bringing awareness to these um PR issues but that are in pop culture I think that's super
0: awesome I haven't ever heard anything like that so yay that's exciting um and you have a podcast too because I know this because we're both in a podcasting class together um hopefully it's okay if I say that on record but Yeah, give a little shameless plug. What's your podcast about? What's it called?
1: Um, It doesn't have a name yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a work in progress, guys. Don't worry. Um, I might name it Becoming. But basically, it's just um, life advice and kind of growing into adulthood. And I just turned 19, actually, this year. Um, So I have just been interviewing different people um, who I feel like have a lot of wisdom of, like, what did they wish they knew at 18? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the major premise behind the podcast and just unpacking their life stories and, like, what from their early years have, like, made them into who they are today and, like, what can I take away and learn and apply to my own life? Um, and hopefully my audience can as well. Yeah. Um, and the listeners can be like, oh, I learned something today.
0: Yeah. So this is
1: what my podcast is about.
0: You're kind of, like, doing some of the hard work for other people. You know, sometimes yeah. when it comes to, like, learning from learning from stories and learning from experiences. You know, not everyone has access to that or, you know, it might yeah. be different, but you give an uh, opportunity for people to learn some cool stuff from yeah. some wise people. So yeah, it's super cool. cool. All right. Well, this was so much fun. Thanks again, Emerson. Um, and thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope to see y'all back on the podcast again soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of PR Pop. My hope for this podcast is it gives you something to take away that you hadn't thought of before, whether that's for a client or just for yourself. If you want to see more content from PR Pop or suggest a topic, check out the Instagram at PR underscore pop underscore podcast.